We know now that in the early years of the 20th century, this world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man's. Men from Moto. Digital strategies with Travis Sowers and David Seville. Intellect, vast, cool, and unsympathetic. Broadcast to the world with the uncanny help of Mana Deprived and FaceToFaceGames.com. Greetings, people of Earth. We are the men from Arena, and you're listening to episode 34, Closed Alpha. My name is David Seville, and I have Travis Sowers on the line with me this week. How are you, sir? I am fantastic. How are you, David? Very good. Um, recently married, Mr. Sowers. Or did you change your last name? Nope. Still Mr. Sowers. Um, although everybody on stream did call me King Volcano today. I married my longtime fiance, Kelsey, whose screen name is Queen Volcano. And I, I appreciated that. It was a, a lovely ceremony. Um, and I'm, I'm a lucky man. Outstanding. Uh, you look like you've uh, you let yourself go since you got married, though. You're going to have to get on the on the treadmill or something. Uh, do you mean because I look fat or because I was playing really terribly on stream today? Little column A, maybe little column B. OK, OK. I could kind of see that. I could kind of see that. No, uh, uh, congratulations. And uh, I don't ha- I didn't get you a wedding gift, but uh, we'll get you something nice here soon. I'm sure the time that we spend together is the real gift, David. I'm going to pretend like you didn't say that and carry right on with the episode. So first, um, we've got an apology uh, that we have to issue for last week. So last week we recorded an episode, uh, episode 34B or 34A, I'm going to call it, um, which was a goodbye to Hour of Devastation. And one half of the recording made it through and one half of the recording did not make it through. Uh, it was entirely garbled. So what ended up happening is we didn't have a usable podcast. Um, and then unfortunately we didn't have enough time in the week to record because you were obviously getting uh, married and had a lot of prep work to do. Um, so we decided to kind of can that option and, uh, we'll talk a little bit about what we talked about in the podcast today for a few minutes. Um, but then we were presented with a, an option for a new topic this week, um, which is kind of important. It's the, the all about magic arena. Hence the title uh, change this week, Men from Arena instead of Men from Moto. Uh, so apologies to faithful listeners. Um, that's kind of two misses in a row uh, on the podcast side of things. And I know we said that we would be weekly. And here's to being weekly from here going forward. We were sort of weekly, though. Like, I, I don't know. I've mentioned it on stream. I don't know that we've mentioned it on the podcast because we hadn't done one in so long. Um, we were planning to have Ray come on and talk to us about signaling. But we had some technical difficulties on that one as well and ended up just recording it live on stream. So that was posted to Mana Deprived. If you're catching this on the uh, podcast feed, you can go back and hear that conversation about draft signaling, which I think was a good one. We called that episode 33 and a half, I believe. Yeah, and we did a live draft as well, which we did. was kind of fun. You're not going to get that on the regular podcast. So, yeah, so episode 33 and a half um ray of command i believe we called it so go check that out um you can watch the video we interact with chat a bit and it's a lot of fun um and i enjoyed it it was kind of a spur of the moment thing and uh ray's a really smart fella so uh, especially when it comes to drafting so it was is very very useful topic if uh if draft is your thing and you don't mind watching the, the twitch feed instead of uh listening to it on your on your phone so let's okay so we recorded it all last week i don't want to spend too much time on it uh because we've already talked about it and we have a lot of stuff to talk about on this episode in terms of of arena and all the excitement there um but we need to say goodbye to our devastation um i think on the on the 
failed recording, you asked me if it was in my top five draft formats of all time or potentially even top three. Um, and I said it I said it was up there. Um, I said I like cons more for sure. Um, and in my limited drafting experience since RTR, um, I don't have like Zendikar experience. Um, so it, it was pretty good. I didn't draft it enough, um, which is a failure on my part. I do have another week or so here that I'm going to draft it. Um, I've had some reasonable success with it. I think I'm four for 11 on my draft so far. So pretty good. I enjoyed it way more than Amonkhet. Um, and there, I thought there were really neat lines of play that you could take. And, uh, I will fondly remember it when it comes back to, uh, like a flashback format or something like that. I played hour of devastation sealed today on stream while cube is out. Yeah. Not, not many people are still playing hour of devastation in the streaming community. I, I suppose I'm a bit of a weirdo and that I, I don't really understand grinding cube because I feel like it was a format that was built to be kind of fun and to play with your friends. And that by putting in a competitive environment where you have to pay money to get to play, it kind of changes the dynamic and the nature of it a little bit. So I'm not one to grind cube infinitely anyway. Uh, that said, normally I'll play a couple cubes and then do the old draft format and be like, Oh God, I've got to draft Kaladesh again. Maybe, maybe we can just do anything else. Let's play modern. But like, I was actually excited to play hour of devastation sealed and enjoyed it. I, I will dearly miss this format. It felt like there were so many options and the gameplay didn't get repetitive. One of my biggest complaints about Am and Cat was that even though it was very fun, once you figured out that it's an all aggro game and you're, you're, you're building your deck around two drops or answering two drops, it kind of didn't change that much. You didn't get a varied play experience. But with Hour of Devastation, when I open a sealed pool or begin a draft, I never know if I'm going to open a River Hoopo or not you know, or some other worse card, but there's, there's so many things you could pick and take that were a lot of fun to play with. And I'm going to miss that format. I really hope that Ixalan is as good as this was. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, especially from like the experiences that I had in draft, I drafted so many different decks and they all felt viable. And I, I don't think I felt that for, um, at least the last couple of sets. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, uh, Aether Revolt and Kaladesh. Um, there were some clearly, not even clearly worse or, or strictly worse archetypes, but if you didn't get some of the more powerful artifacts, you felt like you were behind a, a freight train and things like that. Literally. Um, where, literally. Um, but it, in, in this format, especially, it feels like um, I can draft jank and have a chance, you know, like, like have a fighting chance. If my, if my draft train wrecks, you know, I still feel like there's enough smaller synergies and enough like you know card value uh, out of out of even just the average cards in my deck um i was looking through my my draft logs and i think in my last five drafts i didn't draft a mythic and i drafted very very few rares so you know like like i had a blue white uncommons deck that went 3-0 and it felt very very powerful um, so, so it, it didn't, it didn't feel like I needed the bombs to be able to have a fighting chance, even though the bombs were great, like the gods are great and, and Glorybringer's is great and things like that. Um, but it didn't feel like if I didn't open a bomb uncommon that I was behind the curve, it felt like I could still compete. Um, and, and I, and I thought that was really good. I wouldn't say the gods were great. I would say that that was the one thing I didn't enjoy about the format is that what you just said was true. If I have a deck that's mostly commons and uncommons and you have a deck that's mostly commons and uncommons, we're going to have some really awesome games of magic. But if you have that deck and I have a Scarab God and I I don't know, a glory bringer and I've, I've managed to splash the Scarab God, I'm probably winning. And there's probably not a lot you can do about that 
other than the the coin toss of variance that is inherent. I, I really felt like the 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 gods in particular were a little bit too pushed and just didn't have enough answers. Um, there, there were some powerful mythics in this format. And I, I know it's silly to complain about mythics, but it is still frustrating to lose to those when you have a good draft and you're playing to the best of your ability and you've stabilized it too, and you're turning the corner and you're going to win and nope, they have the scarab God you lose. So I, but that is just something that kind of comes with magic these days is mythics are very powerful and they're going to win games of limited. And there's kind of not a lot you can do about that. Maybe we should do a podcast one day about whether mythics should be, should exist. It's not bad. We could do a hyperbole uh, podcast where we debate two or three topics. I can argue the side of anything. So you, you give me the topics and, and we'll debate them. All right. Put that in the file. I do feel like they were a little more pushed here. They still didn't seem as pronounced as they did in shadows and I suppose we'll be looking at this some now as we're getting back to Ixalan, but it's it's because you could get more rares in a set that had transform cards. So e- even though that, like I, I don't feel like as many of the rares were just flat broken, you ended up with pools that could in some cases have 10 playable rares. Um, now you had to open a lot of pools to get that. You had to get lucky. They had to all be on color, et cetera, et cetera. But I saw that I played enough shadows that that was a thing that happened, but I, I do feel like they were pushed a little bit too extreme at, at least on the gods. Yeah. I had a good experience on stream the other day where I, I kind of tossed my headphones and, and my head back when my opponent top decked their locust God after the entire game of me holding grind to dust, waiting for an opportunity to kill their God that I knew about in game three and then I had to kill flyers, for example, and then they top deck Locust God. I beat, I won that game due to their punt, but I, I do feel you on that one where sometimes they were just unbeatable. Um, there were some decent answers though, but like if you, if you were playing sealed and you didn't open a puncturing blow and play red, you know, there's a lot of things that had to line up in order for you to be able to kill a God. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with you. And it, it like, it, it was weird. Sometimes you'd have the, the, the answer for the wrong God, like I remember siding in a puncturing blow against an opponent who had a scarab god, and then they played Kifnet and killed me with it. I was like, oh, "Well, there you go, there you go." So, but the, the, all of that aside, like that's going to interrupt, you know, one match out of every twenty or whatever, whatever the odds are of opening a particular mythic. It's probably even more than that. And I think overall, this set was a resounding success, mainly because you had the tools to do everything. I had decks that were aggressive, decks that were controlling, a lot of mid-range decks, go figure, it's limited. But it also felt like the games took longer and you had more options between cycling, flashback on creatures, flashback on your cards. I guess we call it Embalm, Eternalize, and Aftermath now, but it's all just variations of flashback. It just felt like I had more resources at my disposal. Cycling lands were great. Those are a fantastic addition. Like they didn't need anything else to work. They didn't have to be deserts. It was cool that they interacted with some of the cards, but I was just happy to have cycling lands. I wonder how different the format is if they don't have the cycling deserts. Like those five cards, probably now that I'm thinking about it more, probably made a, a much larger impact on the format than most people realize. Yeah, because because like they were deserts that you were going out of your way to pick, not only because they were cycling lands, but because of the desert matters cards. Right. And the fact that a lot of the desert matters actually or maybe even all of them, I I don't even know if there's any that didn't cared about deserts in play or deserts in the yard. Mm -hmm. Right. And being able to turn your lands into spells, basically cycling, right, is is basically turning it into a spell, um, you know, cantrip. Um, I think you put all of that together and it's like sneakily 
maybe the glue that holds the entire set together are like these five cycling deserts. I think you're probably right. There's plenty of sealed pools where I've, I've known what my primary color is. I've got three rares in that color and the others I was not sure. And then I looked at deserts and I'm like, well, I've got two green deserts. Let's go with green. And like it, that has swayed me. I found myself picking them earlier and earlier and earlier and being more and more happy with it. And I think it is really that. I still, um, like, unless I have four other lands in an opener, I will still just play them if they're in my opener. I, I don't look at them as like something I'm trying to hold to cycle with the intent of doing that. I look at it as once I've got seven lands in play, everything I'll draw from there can get cycled to try to find me some more action. The, the format wasn't that slow that you you could just, you know, derp around and cycle your lands. And like all it took was me cycling one once and then missing, you know, land drop five that I actually needed in the deck to, to kind of get that through my head. But I do think the deserts, I guess deserts mattered to every card, to everybody. They were just important. Cycling, cycling a desert to try to find an untapped land was probably like the worst play you could make with those things. Yeah. It's like, mm, I need I've my fifth land. That. I'm going to cycle it to try to find an untapped land right now. Yeah, that was that was bad. I've done that. Not anymore, though. Not anymore. Just play them. But I, I think you're right. I think those are really important. What was your favorite card from Hour of Devastation? Um, I got to play a lot with the Vizier of Anointed um, after talking with Ray and realizing kind of what a powerhouse it was. But it's I, I'm not sure what the phenomenon is. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that I would remember the name if I saw it. But um, there's a phenomenon where like somebody or like you see something or somebody mentions something and then you start seeing it everywhere sharpshooter like fallacy like, is that what it is sharpshooter fallacy i think so i thought i thought it was like the bernie madoff not bernie madoff but something that sounds like bernie madoff phenomenon it's like the binds mardov phenomenon or something like that no that's a ponzi um, scheme <laughs> where um you know after he mentioned it i started to see it in like all of my next drafts so i got to play with it a lot um i think i played like three or four blue decks in a row after that so um that was probably like sneakily my favorite non-rare um i don't know it's tough to say like i didn't like i didn't draft a lot of rares um so it's tough to say kind of what my favorite rare was probably the um champion of wits was awesome champion of wits was pretty fun i i've mentioned good. it already but i i was a sucker for river hoopo I I think towards the end of the draft format, I didn't pass any. And when I opened one in sealed, I actively tried to play and or splash it. It was so good. The body was good for blocking. It was decent at chipping in for damage. You couldn't flood out because you just gain more life and draw more cards. I mean, it, it just did everything. And like I, I recognized that it was as good as I thought it was when my opponents would play them. And I would be like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? How am I beating that? And when there's a two mana card that can make your opponent think that it's good. So I'm, I'm going to miss river hoopo. Yeah. I, uh, I don't think I got to draft that more than once. So, but there's flashbacks for me. I'm sure, I'm sure I'll get to do it at one point in the future here. There's still time. Like I, I would encourage you like the modern cube isn't bad. Go for it. Play a game or two. It's, it's a decent one to jump into, but like, I'm probably just going to play more hour. I'll do a cube or two, but I'm, I'm going to keep playing hour right up until Ixalan's out. Uh, you know me, I'm off cube. Yeah, yeah, not your thing. Not my thing. Not competitively anyway, so. But if there was cube in Magic Arena that I could pay fake money for, that I could grind by playing the ladder with, oh boy, I'm in. So you have some thoughts on this Arena thing. Now, as I, I understand I think everybody it, has thoughts. Arena is a land 
that you can put into play and then spend five to have one of your creatures deal damage equal to its power to one of your opponent's creatures and they deal damage equal to its power to your creature. Is, am I understanding this correctly? No, I think you're a few generations off, actually. Probably. <laughs> Should we just... Okay, let, let's talk about Arena. So everybody's talking about it. Um, last week, we were recording this on the 12th. So last week, um, they Wizards did a, a live stream of their upcoming... Still a long ways out, but upcoming... Um, what's the best way to describe it? It's a replacement for dual, for um, Magic Duels, basically. Like, it's, it's the new version. I would describe it as a new digital offering. Sure. So... Magic duels went away, and the thing that is going to fill that space, well, not a a like successor, not related to magic duels in any way, except for the fact that it's a magic game, but it certainly fills that vacuum of of casual, you know, a uh, flashy, not magic online way to play magic is uh, Magic Arena. So what they did on stream is they answered a bunch of questions and they did a couple of games um, of of using Ixlan cards. Uh, in which Amaz and Gaby, or Gaby, Gabby, um, Sparts did, uh, they battled and they showed off kind of all of the potential of, of the game. Basically what it is. I'm, I'm, I like to refer to it as like, you know, it's basically what Magic Duels should have been many I, years ago. I, 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 I can accept that. I don't think I like describing this as the successor to Magic Duels or, or something like that, because I tried duels and the problem with duels wasn't that it was flashy or that it was cool. It's that it sucked. It was, it was horribly unfun. It was a one for me. There are plenty of people who loved magic duels and I, I'm not saying anything wrong against them. It was not the play experience that I wanted. And I, I got frustrated many, many times when people would say things like, well, you know, you can either have this flashy, pretty version, or you can have a version that has all of the rules, but you can't have both. And I kept thinking, why not? Why do I have to play this version where I can't get all the cards and I've got to go through this weird story mode that I'm kind of not interested in and things don't like function properly. Um, and I, I can't play all these formats I want to play. Like I just, I didn't like duels. It, it, it was not for me. It, it was an introduction to a magic experience, but like it, it didn't feel like real magic. And I felt like, why can't I do that? There are other digital card games, Hearthstone, Eternal, Hex, where I, I kind of can have flashy graphics and stuff and, and good gameplay. They're not magic. I kept coming back to magic, but I kept wondering why we can't have that. And what I feel that uh, Arena appears to me at least is let's give them both. Let's give them actual graphics, sound effects. <laughs> Martin was here for the wedding. Right. So obviously I had him come in and look over my vows. I wanted a friend to look over them. And after we looked over those, he said, there's something I want you to look over too. And I said, Oh, what's that? And he loaded up magic online and had a sealed pool. And I was like, oh, okay, that sounds about right. Now, while he was there, he turned on and I looked over his sealed pool and then I had to go do some stuff and he played a few games. When I came back in this morning to boot up the stream, I hadn't touched magic since then it had saved his settings, one of which were the sounds and they oh, were no. just glaring and shocking and bad. And I was like, what is that noise? I didn't even recognize that it was a sound at first. And then I had to go in the settings and change it and be like, Oh my God, I can't believe we have that. Why can't I have neat sounds? Why do you know why I play OC remix while I stream magic? Cause you need something to listen to. Yeah, there's not anything. So like, that's why I started playing music on the stream. Now I, I, 
there are other games that have music that I stream sometimes. Some of them, the music's so good, I don't need to play anything like that. Um, others, you know, sometimes I want to break. Sometimes I just want to listen to metal. You can do what you want, but there's just, there's no musical offering here. So I, I kind of see Arena as coming in and saying, let's make Magic Online pretty and let's make it reasonable. And I know you have some bullet points, but I, 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 and I'm going to let you go through them, but I still want to say it, it baffled my mind for ages that if I want to play any of the other major online card games, I can do that for free. And when I show up, they're usually just handing me some prizes because th- th- they get how humans work, right? Like you show up, it's free. Here's some stuff. Now I'm invested. Maybe I'll buy some more stuff. And I was like, okay, so what is Magic Online like to get into these days? Because I, I started in the beta of Magic Online. I got a disc at the gaming store. And when I went and looked, I was like, you got to pay 10 bucks to try it. And you don't get any cards. You don't get any stuff. And there's no way to get any for free. So it's like, join any of these other games. They're like, hey, it's free. And here's some free stuff. Magic Online, you want to look at it, give me 10 bucks and then get your wallet out. And I was like, that's just crazy. And I, I feel like maybe they're going to fix some of that too. I, 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 we'll go to the bullet points now though. No, 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 no. Forget the bullet points. We're, we're on, we're on the rails now or off the rails now. I guess you want to go that way. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to do some counterpoints here. So I don't mind them at, at all the magic online experience. Okay. I don't mind that it cost me $10 to enter because I had done my research. I agree with you that it is not very intuitive to get into and it doesn't reward you, doesn't incentivize you for getting in. Um, that being said, I kind of don't mind that on Magic Online because I feel like it kind of raises the bar of the Magic Online experience. One of the things that I don't like about Hearthstone um, and potentially Eternal is that there's no stakes, right? Yeah. Like there's very little on the line when it comes to those games. When you're playing any game with a ladder, like Eternal, Hearthstone, whatever, those those are the two that I've played. Um, Hearthstone was fun at first. I got to explore it. You know, it was really cool. And then I got in there and then I, I didn't care, you know, because there was there was no reason to play. And I find that with Magic Online, because I have some kind of real dollar investment on the line, it's a little like gambling, I guess, if you want to look at it that way, because I put my money into the draft, right? And a certain amount of money comes out of the draft. And if you do well, you get more of that. And if you do poorly, you don't get as much of that, right? Um, so, so I feel like it, it makes the the magic, like the gameplay experience to me um the competition is is more important to me when i play on magic online now that being said i like the games i I, at least i used to like hearthstone um but eternal is fun it's just it's more of a casual thing for me right and it's more of a like i go on there and play when i don't really care whether i win or lose like i'm still going to play to win but because there's no consequences to losing um and i'm not putting any kind of real dollar in i'm just putting my time investment in to me, whether that's right or wrong, because I should be valuing my time with a dollar value behind it, I should say like an hour of my time is worth maybe a few dollars or something like that to me. You I know, don't, I don't get behind that slight tangent, but like fun has a value. Don't prioritize your time in life to the point that you forget to have fun. Sorry. Well, no, ahead. but like, no, but like if I'm going to go on there and play three hours and not, and just lose, 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 like, you know, it would have been better to me to maybe, you know, spend a, a few dollars and buy some packs and then lose, 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 lose. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I'm not getting anything out of it when I grind and I lose, for example, but like, so, so I, I look at those, you, I kind of think you have to look at those as two completely separate experiences and you're right. There should be a magic experience in which 
it can cater to the the folk that want to play casually or potentially more competitive in in that latter environment with the breadcrumbs with the rewards right the carrot on the stick because that is the way that the game has moved i think the problem is is magic online is deeply entrenched in a model that can't necessarily be quickly changed to that do you know what i mean and and they're they're starting to go that way they're trying to go that way right i know i know a lot of people don't like the play points because you can't get that money out but what the play point system allows magic to do eventually is keep a lot of that like get rid of the tickets and keep a lot of like the the play point thing and keep that money inside the magic online economy potentially by using play points like Hearthstone would use gold, right? Where they can give you play points easier than they can give you tickets and packs, let's say, right? It's easier for them to conjure up, not easier because it's the same effort, obviously, like digitally, but it's easier for them, um, like financially from an accounting perspective to give you 200 play points than it is to give you like five or six boosters, which actually have a link to a physical, tangible, tangible product in terms of redemption, right? So, so I, th- I think there's enough of a gap there, and and you're right. It would be great if Magic Online could do that, but that's where this that's where Arena's coming in, right? And they are late to the party. But y- the fact that they started this, I think it was like two years ago. I think I heard um, shows that they have been thinking about this, and the reason they started thinking about this was because Hearthstone came in and made su- made such a huge splash, right? This is this is a direct response to that. Magic or sorry, Magic Duels and Duels of the Planeswalkers attempted to fill that space and the problem was is it was poor and like magic duels especially was bad duels of the planeswalkers had some pretty good versions like i want to say like 2013 2014 somewhere in there there's a really good duels of the planeswalker but the problem was is you weren't incentivized incentivized to spend any money on it right because it was never it wasn't perpetual you weren't getting new sets and things like that whereas that's what magic duels was supposed to be but like when i went to play magic duels it was watered down there was like half the cards I wanted to play weren't there. And when they were there, they were like three months after the set's already been out. And like, I'm done playing this set. I want to move on to the next set. Um, it, it just wasn't the same thing. So I, I agree with you. However, I think it's unfair to, to criticize Magic Online for being that model, um, mostly because I, I think they're stuck there and I don't think they can get out of that model. So you're kind of like kicking them when they're down. Yeah, and I, I, to be fair to Magic Online and then to be fair to Hearthstone and Eternal, I, I have a couple things I want to address. I did play in the beta for Magic Online. When it came out, it was absolutely revolutionary. No one knew if people would pay real money for digital cards. Like, that wasn't a thing that was proven. The reason they tied it to Redemption was to make people feel safe about doing that. So, like, this is Grandpa. Yeah, it's 20 years old. But for what it was doing then, this is amazing. I do think that times have changed, and it's starting to look a bit like a dinosaur. And I do agree with a lot of what you're saying that when I play, I definitely want there to be something at stake. And I didn't get that when I was doing ladder play in other card games. I did find that both in the limited environment for Hearthstone and Eternal and in a player run tournament through Eternal. I played in the Eternal tournament series. One of my stream viewers, Reckoner, actually helps run that. I took a week off of streaming magic, prepped for this tournament, played in it, top aided it. Thank you very much. And had a blast. And it was very competitive. Like that was the whole point of it. So I think that there can be competitive environments in games that have a more casual appeal. I don't think it has to be either or. I I don't think it's, it's angry birds versus chess. I think it's how do you want to play magic? And there's a million different ways to play that from the kitchen table. I mean, I was playing on the sidewalk when I was a kid in high school to at the pro tour and everything in between. And it can accommodate all of those. 
I think that perhaps Arena is going to be a platform that will let us have more of those. There's some questions in their FAQ about competitive play. And if there is company sponsored, that, that's the last thing I need to see is that there's company sponsored competitive play and I'm a hundred percent in that said, I mean, I'm going to try it one way or the other, but that that's what I'm interested in. I think at the very least, this will replace my desire to ever want to play Hearthstone. I mean, I, I still like eternal, but like I have, I'm having trouble getting into a rhythm with eternal. I think this eats up that space quite easily because I know that I love magic already. And if I'm just going to want to sit down and I'm just going to say, you know what, like, you know, let's just say for argument's sake, like the drafting in, in MTG Arena is slightly different than what it is on Magic Online. So let's say it's not an authentic draft experience, but I get to play authentic Magic in a different limited environment than I would on Magic Online. Let's just say for argument's sake that that's a thing. And I have to make my decision between like Magic Online, Magic Arena in this different draft mode that is still very fun and like Eternal. Like I'm going to kick Eternal and Hearthstone right down the road and I'm just going to forget about them because I can go play a more casual form of magic when I feel like playing a more casual form of magic instead of looking for a casual magic-like experience. And I think that is what appeals to me is that now I can I have an outlet for casual magic play and I have an outlet for competitive magic play. And whether those meet in the future, like it's still obviously we won't know for a few years, um, you know, then that's fine. But like, I like, I like having that where I can, if I want to go and grind for like an hour on the magic arena ladder, I'm actually looking forward to that because right now it's like, well, I could install Hearthstone if I want to kind of do like casual card gameplay and not really care about it. Um, and, and that's not really something that I want to do. I want to be playing magic. And I, I think this is a really good opportunity for me to just play more magic. So let's, let's enter the wild speculation phase for just a minute, because you've, you've mentioned something of it there in the what if the draft experience isn't authentic magic. They've been very careful to say uh, everything so far has been authentic magic. But what I think you mean there is that the the draft that's available in Hearthstone and Eternal, which are also the the two other um, competitors, I guess, to magic or other online card games that I have played, don't involve the draft portion with other players. It's a solo play experience. Now, Hearthstone doesn't pretend that it's anything other than that. They're just like, hey, here's three cards. Pick the one you want. Eternal has this very interesting loop and series of systems in the back where you are seeing packs of cards that other players have drafted from. But it was a long time ago that that happened. So technically, you are reading signals. You're not and you're sending some. But the ones you send don't matter because you're not getting packs from them. Either way, you're not drafting with other people you're sort of time traveling and drafting with people from the future and the past. I'm not even sure that I entirely understand it, but I've got an hour. I, I can literally launch it, make a pick, close it, come back two weeks later and have the pick still waiting for me. So I'd, I imagine what you mean is are, are the drafts in magic arena going to look like that? Or are they going to look like eight people need to get together and let's crack some packs? Right. And and we we kind of went through this turmoil when it went when we went from pod to league play. I mean, obviously not to that same extent, but we had a very similar conversation where it was like, well, is like cross pod play authentic draft experience? And it turns out that, yeah, like like it kind of was with the exception of, you know, maybe you don't worry about what bombs you pass. Right. Like yeah. like and, and we were all and a lot of people were worried about that. But like and I, I don't think that I'm worried about the draft implementation in in and magic arena um but i do think it will be different just because 
what like they can improve upon it. They can make an experience that works. Maybe they'll have both. Maybe they'll have, you know, pod drafting where you play in a league style um, or like a ladder style or something like that. But then they probably also have, you know, like uh, uh, Hearthstone Arena style where you get a very small selection of cards and, and you're building a very different deck. It's still like limited for, for lack of a better turn or term, but it, but it's going to be a different drafting or different sealed experience. That's not a bad thing. I'm very excited to see where that goes, but I definitely think that that means that there is still going to be, and they've said as much where, you know, this is not a competitor or viewed as a competitor and not going to eat into kind of the MTGO space. Like magic online is not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, but like if there's two different draft experiences, then I'm going to be splitting my time between them. Like it might be 80% magic online and 20% magic arena. But if that other draft mode is not quote authentic draft, but it's still fun. I'm going to play it and it's going to be fun and it's going to be casual and it's going to be, you know, as competitive as I want it to be. And I think it's going to be fun. You keep saying casual and I want to give you some pushback because I'm not sure what makes you think that this would be casual. I'm also not sure what makes me think that it wouldn't be, but after looking at it, I think you're like my first thought when looking at this was something along the lines of, Oh, okay. They're going to upgrade magic online in, to an interface similar to Eternal and Hearthstone. Mm -hmm. And those games are a little bit more casual friendly. So I I guess the graphics might lead to, okay, this is going to be casual, but I I don't see any reason why a pretty interface necessarily has to mean it can't be a competitive experience. Sorry. And and I don't mean like casual to be like a negative turn or like a detrimental or derogatory term. Um, I look at casual as more like um, people that don't, potentially want to put a huge investment in whether that be time or money so something that you can pick up and play and then put down for a week and not worry about it so i I feel like to to be to enjoy magic for i think for somebody like you and i and for people that play magic online i don't think that magic online is good for the casual player because of the investment monetarily right Mm -hmm. uh if you want to build even just the the basic of standard decks you're going to spend 25 to to 50 dollars let's say um and that's not even counting the real dollars that you have to spend to you know buy tickets to enter events right or or to i mean you can do it on play points but your your initial investment um you know if you want to play in a standard league is going to be enough to buy the deck and enough to enter your first standard league um that's what i mean and and, and then of course then there's the barrier to entry of understanding right but when it comes to Magic Arena, the reason I'm referring to it as more casual is because I think somebody like me, I can take it less seriously, right? Because I might not be putting money into it. Like I probably put money into it, but like if there's a, a free to play portion of it, I think that that helps lend itself to a casual, quote unquote, casual play. I don't mean the casual like gamer where they don't take things seriously, but I mean more like the casual like as in like I'm sitting on my couch, I'm going to open up my phone and I'm going to play a few games of magic on my phone while I'm waiting for, you know, my ride to come or something like that. Um, or I'm, I'm playing on the bus on the way to work and I don't care if I lose, I can just close the application and just walk away because there's no like money on the line. I can't do that with magic online, right? Like if I want to if I want to sit down and play a draft game in league, it's very easy. I can I can book 20 minutes to play a draft game. Um, but like if 10 minutes in, I get an emergency phone call for work. I got to close that out and I'm out that entry for that game, right? Or I'm out those packs that I could have won in that game. And there are modes in both Hearthstone and Eternal where that's the case. Like if I'm in the middle of an arena run, I'm not just going to fire that up and be like, well, I'll just stop. 
you know, yes. because like there, there is a penalty there. So I, I, I kind of see what you're saying. L- ladder play would lend itself to, well, I, I, you know, lose a few match points, but who cares? It's not that important. I've got to take this phone call. I'll do that. So I, I can certainly see that aspect of it. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I don't mean like casual is in like the, the people that don't game and you're not serious gamers, you're a total noob kind of thing. Um, no, I mean like how, uh, how, how serious and how much time are you putting into the game? And there can be like, there's, there were competitive friggin' magic duels players, um, which, you know, baffles me a little bit there. Um, but there were people that took that very seriously. There's competitive it's just too- Hello Kitty Island adventure players, like whatever, whatever the game is, there's going to be people that play competitively. But, but if I'm still streaming, you know, when this goes live, uh, or if they let us stream during the beta, which I hope that they will, um, I will play, you know, 80% magic online and 20% magic duels, I think, because I think it, it will it's be called fun. arena, Dave. Sorry, I keep saying duels, <laughs> arena, you know what I mean? Um, because I think it will be fun, but I think it'll be a different, I have to approach it from a different perspective, I think, uh, because, you know, grinding for cards, grinding for packs, if, if that's a thing, if you don't have a full collection, I can't just go out and borrow a collection or buy a collection, um, you know, with, with 25 tickets, for example, um, you know, then, then there's going to be some fun to me. In, in that and it's going to be block constructed right like it's there's going to be a level of like the level of seriousness compared to to what we have now i think is definitely going to be a step down at the start first of all because it's a beta and second of all because of the limited card set um but like you can't play block constructed on magic online magic arena that's the first thing you'll play you'll play x-land constructed yeah. um so I, I think there'll be a, a nature of of i'm gonna stop using the word casual i think i'm gonna say less serious gameplay for at least someone like me well, now let's let's take it in a completely different direction and talk about how it does look and what's going on there. I'm looking at a screenshot, a screen cap of it right now from when Gabby and Amaz were playing. Um, I was streaming today and had people suggesting lines of play, such as blocking a 3-6 with a 3-3 because they couldn't read the power and toughness on the card after it had been pumped. And like, my display is as big as I can get it. I had Ling help me with resolution. Like... It is the best visual resolution I can possibly get out of the equipment that I have. And sometimes you still can't read the cards. Looking at this, I can tell what's going on and I don't even know what these cards are because they're from a set that hasn't been released yet. But I can just look at it and kind of tell, okay, this has flying. It's kind of floating over the board. This is tapped. I see the tap symbol. The lands are real nice and tiny and off in the corner. So I can see how many my opponent has but they're not taking up all this space. I can see their cards in hand. Their life total is nice and in the middle staring at me. There's kind of some graphics going around. Like it looks like this Azteki dinosaur thing going on, which is kind of neat for Ixalan. What, what do you think of just how this looks? I think that they've definitely targeted the streamer environment, which is a good thing, right? I think they recognize that um, if they want to grow this game, you know, if they want to reach those audiences that are already entrenched in other digital games you know pokemon hearthstone hex arena all those types of things that they need to appeal to streamers youtubers um and i i like where they're going with this right i think there's there's some aesthetic feedback that i would give them um there's some some things that i didn't like you know all of this is going to be changing this is this is alpha you know they really wanted to get their tech demo done it sounded like um specifically for this date so that they could show an actual game and show like hey look we can do this um, so I think a lot of this stuff will change, but like first impressions, I think are very good. And I think, I think they're on the right path. Um, 
you know, a few things that I would change is I don't like the perspective of the board. You know, I don't like, um, uh, the way that some of the converted mana costs were shown, but these are all nitpicky things. Overall, I'm very happy with how it looks and it, it looks like, you know, it looks significantly better than the previous iterations of duels and duels of the planeswalkers and things like that. Um, which I think is, is very important. I think it needs to distance itself by a significant margin on those things. Um, and, and once I get my hands on it, I can't wait to get my hands on it. Um, we'll talk about how you can apply for the beta. And I think everybody should, if this is something you're interested in doing, but like, I can't wait to just start giving feedback, like usability feedback. I am so excited for this, um, which is more than I can say about any other like eternal Hearthstone things that I've played in the past. Um, like I've played in betas in Hearthstone eternal. I don't know if I've played in any other betas, uh, specifically for card games, but I've played in a lot of betas for other games as well. And I don't, I give some feedback and then I kind of peter out and I don't really care about that anymore. Um, but this one, I am like already making notes about things that I want to email them or post in the forums and things like, here's some feedback for you, um, from a person that works in, in a, in a programming industry. So, um, and, and a lot of that came from just the demo that they put on, right? The tech demo, the, the graphics, everything. The one thing I could do without, I think is the animations. I'm not a big fan of oh, the card specific. It. I'm not, but I'm also the wrong audience for that. Right. Why? Um, why can't it Why? be pretty and and have all it, of the depth? I think it can be pretty, but I think that I think that some of them were over the top for me. Like I I think I'm I'm the rare breed that likes Magic Online that that doesn't need it to be flashy. I think. Do you know what I mean? Like I I don't care. I I play friggin' games that were like created in like the '90s. Still, like I play Command and Conquer, like Red Alert Two. And, and you, I love it. So you can be into retro games, but are you playing Amon on your Apple IIe? Are, are, are we going to boot up Pac-Man? Space Invaders? Pac-Man's great. Pac-Man's great. I would, I would great. play classic Pac-Man in the arcade. Don't don't give me that. No, but like... I'm, I, I'm not saying Pac-Man's bad. I'm saying if you're going to have a couple beers and play Pac-Man with your buddies, sure. But you're probably not going to a Pac-Man tournament. I doubt that there even are any. Because like like I, I enjoy games that have good graphics and I don't see a reason why it can't be there. I don't see how it detracts from the play experience. I understand you don't need it. I don't need it either. I've been playing magic online for 20 years and I will probably play it for 20 more as long as it's there. This is going to kill magic online though. Right? Like we should oh, all just, for, sell our, dead. just sell your collections. I'll buy them on pen for pennies on the dollar for you. I'll, I'll do you a favor. Um, no, but like, we I'm should sure talk about Magic Online in- being dead, but like I think the all I'm saying is I think the animations are cool, and I think you're going to think they're cool too when you play it. Some you're going to oh, be like, probably. "Oh, neat! I destroyed that, and it actually exploded. I cast a fireball on this thing, and it caught on fire and ran off the side of the screen. That's pretty neat." Yeah, like I do like one of the things I do like from Hearthstone is the fact that like everything had a voice, and the the animations and things like that were very cool. I hope that in arena it's done it's not over the top and unnecessary so like like there's 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 the type of these these animations and things like that that add value to it and then there's the type that is 
over the top and too flashy that actually takes away from the experience. And I don't want it to take away from the magic experience, but if it enhances it, I'm all for it. And I'll be the first to admit if it's cool, right? Like I'm not that like that type of person that's like, you know, Facebook starts to get popular and it's like, oh, I'm not going to be on Facebook because everybody else is on Facebook and I'm going to poo poo it when secretly deep down, I really want to be on Facebook. Um, and then like 10 years later, I'm still not on Facebook and try to hold out. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not on Facebook. I'm not, ne- I'll never admit it's good when maybe it was good at one point in the past. Um, I'll be the first to admit that like, yes, it looks cool and it plays well. Um, I just hope that like, you know, you don't, we don't play, uh, like I saw the one where you played a big legendary drag or a dinosaur and it like, you know, that had this weird ghosty animation that kind of shook the screen or something like that. And I'm like, that's neat. But like, is, is that over the top? And I won't know until I get my hands on it. So yeah, we it's got just a, one of the kind of the reservations I have on that one. So we got to um, play it to, to learn these things. Mm-hmm. But we'll get there and the feedback will, will change the direction. So one of the things that, that they've made known many times is that they are actively seeking feedback for this, right? And that and that what they have now is probably not indicative of the final product whenever that is like two years down the road or something like that. Um, so that being like, they're going to be very open, I think, to shaping the direction of where this goes. And I think the there was a video, a promo video that they did where like the tagline was essentially, it's like by magic players for magic players. Um, meaning not only that are the people that are designing it magic players at heart, but they also want the people that are playing it to assist with that direction, right? So that all magic players are doing it for all magic players. Um, and, and I think that's really positive if, if it's, if they live up to it, which I think that they will, like, I have no reason to think that they won't. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to, to get my hands on this. Can it, can we have the beta please? I'm ready for the beta. I'm ready for the beta, but before we get there, I do think we should address the, is magic online going to die? Because I, I've seen screams that the sky is falling and that Magic Online is going to be destroyed and we should just sell all our cards now while they have value. What are your thoughts on this? The If the sky is falling, and that is a big if, it is falling very slowly. Very slowly. And I would hope that Wizards would let us know that the sky was falling far enough advance and give us a reason or a method to move from one to the other. Meaning that I don't think magic online will go away. My cat is meowing at me. He agrees. I don't think that magic online will go away until arena can fully replace what magic online does. And I think that's a big if to be honest. I I do too. Um, They have not. One thing I've noticed that they've definitely not mentioned, they've said that, that you will eventually be able to play standard and draft. I think I heard sealed somewhere. I know that I didn't hear vintage and modern and legacy and flashback drafts. Who, who knows where that could be? We're very early in the process and maybe that's something that they could add and we can do all of this cool stuff. And I could see a day where they're able to do all of that. And this game is hugely successful and there's pro tour qualifiers and there's a special pro tour for arena and it's huge and it's a big deal. And they're like, hey, we'll just give you all the cards that you have in your old Magic Online account. No big deal. Like mm-hmm. that could happen. The other way that this could happen is that this flops and we're all playing Magic Online still a year from now. And they're like, well, yeah, that came out and it, it sucked and nobody played it. Yet another one could be that this is just something that's useful for playing stra- um, standard and like a cheap draft now and then. But if you want the competitive play experience, you still have to go to Magic Online 
And this could be a vehicle to fuel people towards magic online. The, the short answer is we just don't know. I haven't sold my collection yet, nor am I planning to um, at this time. I think the only reason you think you, you, the only reason you should sell your collection now is not because of magic arena, but it is because just in general, the magic, the cards on the magic online economy are going down because of the changes to redemption and the fact that packs are cheaper and drafts are cheaper and more people are playing. That is a, that is more of a threat to your magic online collection than magic arena is agreed. Agreed. Right. So, and we're so far off, like we're probably two years away from, I would guess, right. From actually being able to play a non beta version of magic arena. And even then, there's still even even if then they said, hey, we're going to shut Magic Online down. It's not going to be for another two years after that anyway. Right. Like there's probably at least four years. Nothing lasts forever. We'd be fools to sit here and think that we were guaranteed to be playing Magic Online until we're 85. It will die eventually. Right. Either 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 Magic will go away or Magic Online will go away and become something else. Um, but like that's like you've got at least five years, I would say before you have to start worrying about that. So we're streaming for at least a few years. Um, you know, Twitch might not even be around in five years. Who knows? Things could change. Sky is, if the sky is falling, it's falling very slowly and nobody's noticing it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So I, I do want to make sure that we at least hit how to get into the beta. What, what other things did you want to cover that we have not necessarily hit yet? I think the big thing is, is that we didn't really talk about the fact that they are hammering home that this is going to be an authentic magic experience. They've used that. It's very, a very curated phrase, authentic magic experience. And that means that the gameplay is magic. Um, so when they were doing their live stream, there was a lot of people in chat that was like, well, how do you respond? Like, can you use instance? And like, how do you hold priority? And like, and things like that. And it's like, like, it was then it was demoed like 10 minutes later of, of things like that. Like there's a stack and there's there's full control mode where you can, you know, hold priority and, and pass on every single step. And there's instance and, and bouncing things in response to removal. Like their whole goal in this was to have a complete rules engine, which is a complete turn from, you know, magic duels, right? Magic duels was a watered down neutered version with cards that only worked like they they cut all the cards that they couldn't program um and i imagine they had to do all sorts of like specific interactions between cards and things like that and obviously that was a recipe for disaster um but like this is a complete magic experience within the game right within a match itself not necessarily from drafting and building your deck and how you get your collection and things like that i'm specifically talking about within the game um which i think is the most important piece right I think so too. And I, I, I think I am getting that when they say authentic magic experience, they don't mean like Olive Garden is authentic Italian food. Mm -hmm. they, they mean, this is actually what you know and understand to be magic. You will be able to lightning bolt their creature in response to an aura. Assuming they add a modern card set, you will be able to lightning strike their creature in response to an aura. That's probably a better way to say it. Cause we know that's coming back. Um, I would like that to mean that there will be authentic things outside of it. I'm very hopeful that draft and sealed will be here and that they will be done um, with real players at that time. I'm I'm going to check it out. If it's not, I'm not going to poo poo it until I've tried it. Cause I was initially very hesitant about draft leagues 
And they're the best thing that ever happened to magic online. Like I was so wrong to be trepidatious about that, but that's, that's what gave me hope. I was one of those guys in that chat thinking, okay, they're just casting creatures and attacking each other. Where's the counter spell? Where's the combat trick? Show it to me. And they did. And then I was like, okay, and how many hundreds of dollars is this going to be? And they're like, it's free to play. I'm like, Ooh, I, I set up a little bit. I'm like, I'm actually kind of excited. So if I can get an authentic magic experience with cool graphics that I can play without having to spend a bunch of money. Why would I not want this? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I, I can't wait. I, I love these types of things and I'm, we should actually talk about how we get into the beta because we're very close to it. I think we are. Um, so what's, so what's the deal? Why don't you, do you have the website up there? I do. You need to, the one I went to was uh, wizards.com slash en slash MTG arena. I'm sure there's a better link for it. I think it's playmtgarena.com or .net. Just search on uh, on Google for for playmtgarena. Um, but yeah, there's a whole beta sign up there too. Here, I'm, I'm literally doing the search right now. You got it. Play MTG Arena gets you here. Okay. So once Perfect. you get there, you can sign up. All you got to do is click the button that says sign me up. You enter your email. You enter your DCI number. And it also asked you for something from duels that I'm not familiar with, which was this CSID number. What's that? Did you play enough duels to know what that is? I didn't spend any money there, but I, I imagine that if you have an account that that is probably that. So what they're looking for is if you've played magic duels, um, you will get priority, potentially priority access to beta. Yeah. They said here, how do I get closed beta priority access? If you're a duels player, and you've linked your CSID number to your wizard's account and signed up for closed beta access, and you use the same email address for both, then you will get closed priority access. If you're a Magic Online player, that's most of the people listening to us, you get priority access if you participate in the Ixalan play events during the week of September 25th. So that is the week where these are released. If you participate in these and you've used the same email to sign up for, for this beta that you've used for your Magic Online account, it says you will get priority access. In addition, if you're a tabletop player, that's why they're asking you for your DCI number. If you go to a store and participate in a pre-release, you will get access for the closed beta. So since you are listening to this before the Ixalan pre-release and before the Ixalan release events on Magic Online, go sign up for it right now if you're going to play either of those and get into this darn thing. You can contribute to it. You can make changes, in, like suggest changes to this that could be taken seriously by developers and make sure that this is a good product for us. Yep. Um, I mean, I'm playing at the pre-release anyway, so this just gives me an excuse to to go anyway. But um, yeah, it's tough to say. They haven't really announced when the, the beta will be. But given that it's with um, Ixlan cards... Um, and it looks like that was maybe the first set or the only set that they've built in this. I, I, they didn't really give any indication that there was hour of devastation or any cards previous to that. I would hope that the beta will be out before rivals, uh, the next set comes out. So maybe we'll get it before Christmas. That's Question mark. kind of what I was thinking is they put a lot of work in here to make this Ixalan themed with the play mat and everything as well. Like if, if you're not actually going to release it there, I probably wouldn't spend that much time to do all those art assets. So I'm I'm hopeful that we could be playing a closed beta by the time Rivals is released and then maybe looking at a launch within the next year or two. So get involved in this. Like yeah. as soon as I, I can be streaming it, I will be streaming it. I, I hope that it'll they allow streamers to uh which I don't see why they wouldn't. Do you know what I mean? Like like 
I don't think it would be in a phase where there's an NDA or anything like that because they're using all um, actual magic cards, right? We're not going to get them early. Um, they're all going to be cards that you can buy in packs. They're all going to be on Magic Online already, so I don't I don't see why there would ever need to be an NDA and a restriction on streaming. So I'm I'm optimistic there. Um, You'd want to go through enough of it that you've worked out enough bugs that they're not popping up every match, because like ha- having me stream something and there's you know two bugs every game that I play is is not going to be entertaining to watch. I think once they've gotten to the point where most of that's worked out, there's a few known bugs and we're aware of them, and we can let people know, hey, I'm not going to select this card because I know this messes up the client. Stuff like that. So, like, once once we've got enough of the bugs worked out, I, I would imagine they would be happy with us streaming it. It looks like they've developed it so that you can stream it. That, that's music to my ears. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not expect, obviously, that the, the initial phase of the closed beta will have any draft or anything like that. It's going to be constructed. It's going to be testing the game's rules engine. So I think the beta experience will be a very long period. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's two years, if we're two years out from a, from a release. Um, that being said, all the cards that they've developed between then and now, or between now and then will, will be there. Right. So you probably and have like a full standard. standard, you'd have a full standard experience, hopefully at that point. Um, but it'll be interesting to see, to see how it goes. So, um, man, I can't wait. Is there anything else you want to touch on? Did we talk about costs? Did we speculate on that? We haven't speculated on it. It's kind of pointless to do so, but like. In, in in similar games, you can get a, a play experience that is like a draft for around $5, which is, I mean, basically a third of what you can get in Magic Online. If they're somewhere around that price point, I think that's very fair for a draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, there's going to be a free-to-play model. They've said that. Um, whether that means that you, quote, grind for packs um, or you get, like, weekly rewards or things like that, um you know that that's yet to be seen but there will you will be able to play for free just like you can other games so i think that's very cool um and interestingly i think a very relatively small percentage of the population will actually spend money on these types of games um and i'm not one of them that spends money on these types of games but i could see myself spending money on this in fact i was brainstorming the other day and thinking about like if i was designing this how would i monetize it and things like that and i had the idea to potentially um sell full sets of cards just like when there's a set release it's just like you can buy a full set of cards of the current set four of everything for like fifty dollars or something like that or forty five dollars or whatever the whatever an acceptable price point is and i was actually thinking about you know how low like where's where's the the point where you go low enough that you get this huge influx of players and still make enough money that you can uh you know fund the the continued iterations of the game and you know i'm just gonna put you in the spot here it's like you know how much would you spend on a game like this, like yearly or, or monthly or something like that? Like Hearthstone, I didn't spend anything. Um, you know, Eternal, I didn't spend anything. Magic Online, I spend, you know, a, a reasonable amount of money, um, but that's a different kind of cost model. But like, what's your price point for a game like this? It depends on the experience I'm getting out of it, right? Like if it's competitive and fun, I will spend money. I, I played Eternal for a long time and didn't spend any money. Then I got excited about this tournament and I think I spent $20 on packs, um, getting the crafting material I need. I was doing quests and like the quests and crafting model that Hearthstone and Eternal have taken, I think is a great way to slowly build a collection and encourage you to play casually. But it's like, okay, I'm ready to play in a tournament now. I need to get these last few cards. Let's make it happen. And I was very happy to spend uh, 20 bucks to do that. So like, 
something like this, if I'm if I'm playing at eight hours a day and looking to play competitive standard, I would probably be comfortable spending two hundred dollars a year to make sure that I was set on on all of the current cards. Um, I think a lot of people would actually like it. it it's I mean, going it, like we don't even know that that's going to be their particular price point or that they'll have an offering like that. I, I just hope that they have that quest mechanic and some sort of crafting mechanic because the one thing I have hated most about Magic Online is trading cards. I don't want to do it. I don't care about the cards. I just want to play the game. And it's it's this this activity that I have to go through before I can play the game. And I don't understand why I'm forced to do that. Like my collection of physical magic cards is a box that I throw them in. I just don't care. I am not sorting through a box of 500 cards to find $5 worth of value. That is not fun for me. And I want to be able to play magic online and not have to go through bots or, you know, hunt through God, a terrible version of Craigslist to try to find somebody that wants to buy a card. Like that's just not my idea of fun. So I'm, I'm hoping that this is actually not a trading card game. Um, it is not. Then that's, that's even more good news. I I'm 90% certain that they said you could not trade cards. I'd that, have to go back and check. That's fantastic. Cause trading cards is awful. It's mm. just awful. But that's an authentic magic experience though, Travis. It's an authentic magic experience if you have paper cards or you've been playing magic online. But like my authentic magic experience is opening three boosters, doing a draft, and then throwing the deck in the closet and forgetting that it exists. Yeah, you're, you're, I, I'm with you there. I mean, the only reason I have a collection is because my daughter and I play. Um, but like if it if I didn't play paper magic, I, I would I don't care. I mean, I don't care about my digital collection currently. I'm never going to redeem anything. So, um, Yeah. I never have. I've played it for as long as it has existed and I have never redeemed a set and I have absolutely zero plans to do that. I have won complete sets on Magic Online in events and rather than redeem them, I have sold them to uh, MTGO traders for tickets so I could keep drafting. Like that's that's all I do with prizes is just convert them into tickets so I can keep drafting. Now, here's an interesting thing, and this is this is a uh, related to the cost so most people have a, a not a limited gaming budget, but let, let's say or, or a fixed gaming budget, but certainly there is an upper limit to what they spend. Um, so let's say you have X dollars to spend on Magic Online. Are you going to split that up between Magic Online and MTG Arena? Are you going to take some of the money you would normally spend on Magic Online and now spend it on Arena? Or is Arena like a whole new entrance to that and you're okay spending like continuing to spend the same amount of money on magic online and also spending new money on arena. If I mean, it, it depends on how good the game is, man. If, if it's as good as I, I hope that it is, I'm probably not going to play a whole lot of magic online anymore. If there are competitive events on it, something akin to a pro tour qualifier, like I don't really want to play modern I play modern because there's modern PTQs. Mm -hmm. I'm not excited about modern. It's not a format that's near and dear to my heart. It's just something that I had to learn so I could play in the competitive events and magic online. So for me, if I can play standard draft and sealed in arena, I I don't see why I would put any more money into magic online. I kind of feel like they should do something to tie all of their games together. Like I still don't understand why if I buy a paper pack of cards, I don't get a promo code to punch in somewhere 
Like Magic Online has had the ability to enter promo codes for a long time, but the only one I remember got you like a free Avacyn, alternate art Avacyn's Pilgrim or something a long time ago. And then that box has just kind of been sitting there ever since. I thought for sure we were going to get a code to like turn paper boosters into digital boosters. Um, so I, I don't know where the money's going to go yet. I'll, I'll have to play it. But I, I, I would still consider this under the magic budget umbrella. So like if I'm spending, I don't know, hypothetically $20 a month on magic and $10 on other gaming needs, this would probably cut into the magic budget, not the heroes of the storm budget. Mm-hmm. I think just looking at this, that um, this opens up a new spending like this. It will actually get more money out of me. Um Whereas Hearthstone and, and other games like that has not. So um, assuming that is assuming that Magic Online and Magic Arena are still two very different experiences in the short term. I could see myself spending, a, uh, you know, some amount of money. And, and the reason for that is because I think that um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, of rewarding the companies that do good work um, when it comes to free free to play. And and I like what Wizards do basically um so so i think i think that i'm going to normally i would go in with a closed mind and like hearthstone i go in i went in i'm like i'm never spending a dollar on this i'll spend my time but i'm not going to spend any money on this because i can't see myself enjoying it enough and this is a magic experience and and i like to spend money on magic it's it's a hobby of mine so i could actually see them pulling more money out of my pocket which is you know they should see that as a win, I think, from them, because I think it's very hard to get my gaming dollars out of my pocket. Um, but I understand that I might not be the norm, right? Um, but they need to make it appeal to everyone, right? They need to make it, they need to appeal to the new Magic player, which it looks like they're trying to do. Um, especially, like, hooking it up to, like, pre-release, like, you know, beta signups. I could see them doing things like, hey, like, go to a pre-release and get get a promo card or get get a bunch of, get a booster or something like that on um, on on Magic Arena, which maybe actually maybe that's next for them, right? Like once it takes off, maybe they, instead of putting MTGO codes in these packs, they'll put magic arena codes in these packs. Yeah. Why not? It looks like they want this to be their introductory game. I'm just wondering if it can be more than that. Like I said, it's the competitive play thing. That's really why I stopped playing, um, Hearthstone and eternal seriously. Like I'll still do a stream now and then and play those games because they are fun, but it's, it's actually like, there's no way in the client in Hearthstone to go find a competitive event. You've got to do a bunch of Googling and look at a bunch of stuff. And like, I'd rather just play the game. And with Eternal, there are some competitive events, but currently they're player run. Now, again, that's a game being designed by a lot of professional Magic players. I assume they'll build something into that eventually, but they haven't yet. Whereas in Magic Online, I can go in and yeah, it did take me a while to learn how to navigate the menu. But once I got it, I can click a few buttons and be playing in a a serious, uh, I can play PTQs every Sunday. And I have been for the better part of a year. Like that's just not something that I can get from other games. And if they're able to do something similar to that in arena, I'd like, I'm, I'm ready to jump in. Mm -hmm. I think unless you have anything else to talk about, or or like that's pretty real, real, well-rounded discussion. Um, I think we hit all, I think we hit all the points that I wanted to hit. So the one thing that I wanted to, to close on, I think is like, the potential for things that they can do here that they can't do on magic online. And, and I think there are some cool things that they can look at in other games. Um, in particular, I, we, we keep talking about Hearthstone. you know, I don't know if it's like, if it's kosher to, to, to talk about Hearthstone and things like that on like a magic podcast, but I mean, it's out there, right? It's, it's a game that, that people play. I've played, you've played everything, but like the tavern brawls and, and the things like that, like the special game modes 
that that come around once a week. I mean, Heroes of the Storm does this really, really well, where every week they have a different brawl. Hearthstone does it as well. Um, if they could do something like that on Magic Online or on, on Magic Arena, you know, all of a sudden now they're starting to capture a, a different market and they're starting to to bring, you know, fun and exciting online only things like you can't do this in Paper Magic and authentic magic experience and and jamming that peanut butter and chocolate together into a delicious cup of 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 sugar and and fat um you want to i I think that would be a huge win don't you i I, there you go right actually that's a really good example because they do that on magic online um which you is very difficult to do in paper like I, I actually saw somebody with a collection somebody put it on reddit or something like that and i thought it was very cool but like you you without a lot of effort you can't do something like that in paper um, and there's a lot of other things that they could do, right? They could do, um, kind of like an art, like a, like a, like an arch enemy type thing on, on, you know, where, where one person, you go into the, the, the arena and, uh, into the, ta- in the quote unquote tavern brawl and one person gets nickel bolus and starts at 40 life and has a bunch of super powerful cards and the other person, you know, has to work from behind. And it's just this totally casual free play experience that completely changes your perspective of magic, um, and and I think there's a lot of potential there. Obviously, they're not going to do that right away. But I think if if it takes off, I think there's some some really cool things there. And that's one thing that I would really like to see. I'd like to see, you know, for lack of a better term, a tavern brawl style event um, that you could just kick back and play for fun and not care and still enjoy magic. Um, yeah, I, I think something like that would be really cool. You know what I want to see? I want to see a truly online GP or pro tour, one that is conducted from my house, in my underwear, if I so choose, streaming, if I so choose, where the premier event isn't qualifying for a paper event. It's just winning a digital one and then maybe getting flied out to a stadium or whatever to play on the the big monitor somewhere. I would love for Magic to grow to the point where it can have a digital-only audience. Like So many people ask me while I'm streaming, "Are, are you going to Nationals? are you playing in the paper PTQ this weekend? And I just, I have zero desire to play paper magic anymore after experiencing magic online. Right? Like I've gone to GPs, the food's terrible. I got to wait a long time to go to the bathroom. There's all this time between rounds. Like the cool thing is I get to meet stream viewers and hang out with people and see friends. So like, I will still go to the ones that are in destinations that I want to go to or where I have friends. I'll try to make Montreal or Toronto once a year. And when there's one in Richmond, like I can walk there. I may as well do that. But like, other than that, I just don't want to play Paper Magic anymore. I'm, I'm not the audience for it. And that's fine. I'm a man from Moto, not a man from the card shop. Um, but I, I'd love to see the online thing grow to the point where you're not qualifying for some sort of paper tournament through it. You're just qualifying for a big digital one. Basically like a super mox. That's what I want to see. Mox potentially could return. Yeah, in a big way. We're supposed to get some announcements about that soon, too. So maybe we should do a podcast about that. Ooh, yeah, we'll keep an eye out for that. So. All right. I'm good. I'm really excited. Me, too. Come by the streams and talk to us about this. We would love to chat with you about Magic Arena um, while we're still enjoying Hour of Devastation and maybe a cube here and there. And next week, next weekend, Excellent. I can't believe it's that close. That's it, it's bizarre to me that the summer has gone by this quickly. But um, next week will be our set preview show. Yeah. So get, so. get the igloo stocked. It's going to be winter again soon. <laughs> winter is coming.
Right on. So once again, thank you for listening this week. Uh, again, we apologize for for missing an episode last week. Um, but uh, again, you can catch that episode 33 or you can catch episode 33 and a half, which was the week before. Um, and then unfortunately, last week is is no longer a thing. Um, but thank you again for listening this week. Thanks to our sponsors, face to face games and manadeprived.com. And uh, where can they reach you if they want to talk about Arena or talk about the future of Magic Online or complain about how their collection is worthless? Where can they reach you? You can find me on Twitter or Twitch under the name Simulin, S-E-M-U-L-I-N. So twitch.tv slash Simulin and Twitter I'm at Simulin. And I am uh, at DCivilian, D-S-A-V-I-L-L-I-A-N on, on both. Um, and what's your what's their homework for this week? I would say that your homework this week is... Let's say, give us the one thing that you're looking forward to, um, whether you hope it's there or you've seen it and it's already going to be there for Magic Arena. What is the one thing you're looking forward to the most, I would say? Give us that feedback. uh, Leave it in the comments or come in a stream or or hit us up on Twitter. All right. Well, I think we're going to leave it there. So once again, thank you for listening. Adios.